Welcome to City Tech Stories, a podcast highlighting the experiences and voices of the City Tech community. Each episode will center around a theme and include perspectives from across the college. Uh, my name is Junior Tidal, and I am the Web Services and Multimedia Librarian. And today on our episode, uh, we'll be talking to our college office assistants here at City Tech. And I'll just go ahead and let you all introduce yourselves. Go first, I'm, I'm Marcy Birnbaum. I'm a college office assistant in tech services, and I help at circulation. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrea Espinosa. I'm a CUNY office assistant that works across the administration and access services departments. Great. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, today's episode is just really important because we want to show our listeners, you know, who else works in the library and, and what the library staff has to offer for uh, the city tech community. So, um, yeah, do you all want to kind of go more in depth on, on what you do um, here at City Tech? I'll start and um, I'll try to be candid. Um, I myself and my 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 coworker in tech services we add books to the catalog. And when, um, when I very first started, I thought that it was a card catalog, but it's online. Um, we, it's still the same. It's still the same things that we make sure are correct in the record so that the students can find the books that they're looking for. We check the title, the author, the subject, the ISBN. Um, I should mention the books are um, cataloged by Library of Congress call numbers you need to have the call number to find the book at the circulation desk um and i if you if you like reading you would think it's something interesting to do and even if you don't anybody can learn it um and i help with circulation i happen to have read a lot and this is like my comfort zone what i do the editorial part I would like to learn more about the computers so that I could help the students more with the computers at the circulation area. But I give out books and return books a few hours a week at the circulation area. And um, I find I, I would like to everyone at the library, I find to be very um, friendly to everybody. So if you have questions, please ask. If you have questions about working in the library, please ask. Um, it's, it's a place that's for everybody, which is pretty cool. That's my story. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And uh, I also have to say, Marcy, also, you help yes. out with our, our media collections, too. Yes, I'm sorry. Not only yeah. books. So like, we, um, um, This is pushing me out of my comfort zone, which is a good thing. Not only books, we have many e-books. We have journals online. We have lots of meat. We have lots of movie streaming. We have lots of DVDs. Lots of um, other things besides books. Yeah, that's true. So we have a lot of things that we offer students, especially with um, our, our media collection, which is, you know, DVDs, as Marcy mentioned, and LP records and audio CDs and everything that's that's not a book. Um, we also have access here. Okay. So what do I do at the City Tech Library? So... As I mentioned before, I work across two departments. And what that means is I officially have two supervisors. So for access services, it involves working on the desk, assisting students with transactions, pulling materials, returning, helping them locate materials, helping them locate professors. Sometimes the most commonly asked question is, 
have you seen my professor? <laughs> and sometimes we have projects to do. So if we're shifting books from three-week reserve to stacks, we do that. If we're trying to see what books have been getting a lot of traction, meaning a lot of students are requesting the book and whether or not we should acquire it, we're doing that right now. And then with administration, it's pretty interesting because administration really is about the business of running the library. And let me tell you, it is a business. You know, we deal with making sure that everything runs the way it's supposed to run. Sometimes it's putting in work orders for professors and across the library. Sometimes it's making sure that our inventory is stocked. Sometimes it's making sure that we have supplies needed if a professor is having like a symposium or a talk and other people are going to be here. It's making sure everything's set up. Sometimes it's liaising with CIS. Sometimes it's making sure that professors' offices are cleaned. It really runs the gamut. It really is a business of running the library, which for me, it's as someone who went to an engineering school for undergrad, I appreciate it because I see what it takes to keep the library running. Right. Yeah. It, a lot happens in order to get that book into a student or a professor's hand. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something that a lot of students and faculty don't realize is kind of the workflow that once you receive something for the library, like a book or, or a DVD or even like a streaming video or electronic resource, there's like a whole process, right? Like, it kind of mm -hmm. like Marcy has to catalog it. You know, and a lot of people don't realize that a library is a research institution in many ways. So, you know, in, in addition to research, in order to keep the research going, there has to be like someone, there has to be a team there that's taking care of the business of it. Right. Yeah. And, you you know, there you can't have a good research peak without a good business foundation. Yeah, that's that's very true. And um, yeah, very interesting. I, I feel like that some people may think that libraries are just kind of magic and things just kind of mm -hmm. appear. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you already, you already kind of touched upon this, but like, what does your typical like day look like when here at, at the City Tech Library? So my typical day uh, right now, I usually the first one on the circulation desk at 9 a.m., so that involves getting the setup, getting this desk set up for the day, pulling calculators, making sure that we have everything we need, stamping cards. You'd be surprised how many people are waiting for us to open the doors, especially students who have math classes early because they need calculators. And I think that's one of the most widely circulating resources we offer. After that, there are Depending on the day, I'm either shelving books or I'm making runs to the mail room to pick up our mail, drop off our ILL packages. Sometimes I'm working on a project. My day, the only, I'll be honest, the only common and consistent things I can count on every day is doing circ desk shifts because other than that, everything changes. Sometimes I'm doing rounds, walking around the library to see what's going on. You know that there's a meme that someone, someone I know in Nigeria did, like, when the kids are quiet, that's when trouble's happening. <laughs> and in some ways, I completely agree with that. <laughs> you know, it, 
it's it, it's a library, but you know, we have two floors. So yeah, I could say that outside of my surf desk shifts, my days are not the same. And I like that because it keeps me on my toes and it keeps me challenged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. How about you, Marcy? Um, my day is kind of repetitive as I guess it's the opposite. Well, um, gladly we do have new books now. Um, and my Otherwise, I'd be um, working on projects or um, doing shelving. Um, we do have no books now, so my day is um, the books are the books are pretty much cataloged when they come to tech services. Um, if they're not, then they go to my supervisor for cataloging. But there's some work involved in double check, like QA work. Um, I double check me and my coworker double check that all the key fields are correct. The idea was always that what's on the shelf matches what's in the catalog so the students will find the items that they're looking for. Um, And then the items are listed as in process so that it's not confusing if the book is on the shelf yet or not. Then I give the books to my supervisor. My supervisor will review my work, go over with me if I missed anything. And then she'll take the books out of process. And then I'll bring the books downstairs to the circulation area so the books can can go to the students. Um, I think um, I help with CERP occasionally. I have shelving. Sometimes I help with special projects. Um, And when in... In the downtime, I'll review. We just got a new software, which is Alma. And um, in my downtime, I'll try to review cataloging or Alma or keep up with emails. Um, it's pretty cool because there's a lot of things happening at the school sometimes. So, so I'll keep an eye on my email and see if there's something that I can yeah. attend. That's actually true. There's a lot of cool things happening at City Tech. Yeah, there seems to be something going on like almost every day, right? There's different cultures. It's uh, it's fun to learn about different cultures. So if I can attend something, I I try to. But that's pretty much my day. Yeah, yeah, it sounds pretty game packed. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. There, there's supposed to be like this food tasting thing on Friday, which is tomorrow, Mm -hmm. and they're students are apparently making all of these different dishes and they're going to be judged on it. I'm like, Ooh, that sounds good though. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's kind of like a return a little bit back, you know, post, well, not, we're still living in a pandemic, but um, I think that's something that a lot of students and faculty are, are also looking forward to because we used to have a um, annual holiday party, the president's holiday party um, where the hospitality department would kind of highlight the different desserts and, um foods that they would make that they would make and um it's been like yeah uh, a few years since that has happened and uh i I feel like hopefully we'll be able to do something like that again and and the event that's happening this friday i think that's kind of like a a small step towards that right yes yeah um okay so um now that we have an idea of like you know what you all do and it, it sounds like um you all have very different kinds of like day-to-days, like Marcy's day is very um, kind of fixed and Andrea's is, is also very different every day. But what are your favorite parts of the job um, here at City Tech? Definitely my favorite part is um, is when I help, is 
and anything to help the students. I hope that a small part of the production work is is helping the students to find their books that they need to study for their careers. And just um, in bringing books down or something, sometimes students will ask me to help them find a book. And it's uh, very informal and not, I don't know, um, I mean, like not a official job responsibility, but I, mm -hmm. I think my favorite part is when I interact with the students. I, the students are, have in common, in my opinion, they're very ambitious people and um, um, on a career path. And I hope that I'm helping in some small way and um, maybe it's helping and it helps me to, um, it helps me to, I learn a lot from the students actually. So that when I interact with the students, I think that's a favorite part of my day. And I'm sorry, one more thing is one thing that's nice about production work, unlike mm -hmm. sometimes in the real world, you can actually get things fixed. Like you can find a broken link and fix it and then it works. And yeah. like you can quickly get things working sometimes. And that's very satisfying. <laughs> that's one nice thing about production work when it goes right. Yeah. And I think that's also important, especially like how you mentioned when you were cataloging how there's a lot of quality assurance and double checking things and making things, you know, are in the right place because um, it's, it's important for the library to have, you know, working links and also where the books and, and everything is like in the right place on the shelf. So that's, I feel like we'll that's learn, something. Sorry, we'll, we'll learn a new software. So myself and my coworker, if we, if the call number is not showing up, for example, and then we fix it and then the call number shows up, it's so mm -hmm. exciting. We're so proud of ourselves that we're learning the yeah. new software. We fix something. Yeah, and it's that's super important. You know, I, I think that's something that uh, again, people may just think that libraries are just kind of magic and things kind of work like that. But um, no, there's a lot of um, what they call like shadow work that work that is kind of invisible and isn't seen and making sure links are working and books and other media are cataloged correctly. I think that's a big um, aspect of, of libraries that um, um, folks may take for granted, you know. Hey, what I love about the job, I, I have to agree with Marcy, I do love the students and the students really bring life to the library. You know, it, there are some students I see every day and they crack me up at 9 a.m. They crack me up. There are some stories. It's like there's this one guy every day. It's the same story every single day. And he's like, I know, miss, I know. And I'm like, yeah, but you got to fix it. <laughs> but, you know, they really they really do lend credence. I love working with our CAs. Our CAs really keep me abreast of what's going on. And they help me see, like, if I need feedback on something, I'll ask. And they're like, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know that we would do it that way. But if you want to do it that way, that's fine, which means don't do it. Because nobody's going to use it. Another part that I really like about the job is I've had the opportunity to read some fascinating things. Like, we have some amazing books that are shelves that are, like, a hundred years old even mm -hmm. you know a lot of our books are really old and i remember we were there was this book that was being discarded and it was like what was it it was marriage a, a book on marriage from 1946 oh wow 
And I was just, yeah. And I was reading it and we were discarding it actually. And they discarded it before I could finish it. But reading that book, I was like, whoa, you really like learning about like the U S at that time. You wouldn't find books like that anywhere else that I wouldn't be able to touch such rare books in other places. They'd be locked up beyond a key. And here, you know, it's, we hold the idea that, you know, books are to be used. I also love, you know, I empty most of the time, I empty out the dehumidifier in the archive. And it's very interesting to see like city tech history, like items from the early, early, early days. Mm-hmm. Yearbooks are science fiction collection, which is quite vast, makes me very happy. And the last thing I think I really love about the job, I think I like my coworkers. You know, I really like my coworkers. They make it fun. You know, we all come from different walks of life. Some of us come from a similar similar cultural background. Some of us come from a background that we've never been exposed to. But we all, you know, we have really we have really good times and we have really good conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those conversations, you know, those conversations, sometimes you're you're hearing and you're like, what? That makes no sense. <laughs> but it's just fun. You know, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah I, I would have to agree. Like, it is um, very fun to, to work in the library. That, and you're right, we have access to all this different kinds of knowledge that, um, you know, uh, that I think a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, the, our archives is, is really great. Um, coworkers are really great. And, uh, you know, working with students is um, one of the best rewards, especially with, yeah, the college assistants with the CAs because, yeah. Yeah, they're they're um not only working, but they're also like learning too, like learning how mm-hmm. a library works and and um how to assist other students. So there's kind of like a peer kind of assistance and, and peer kind of tutoring. Yeah, and there's a there's an experiential vocabulary that peers have with with each other that that I wouldn't I don't know what I want to use I don't want to use the language subordinates, but supervisors and employees don't always have right you know like peer there's, there's a language that they share that they can understand and how i would explain how i would demonstrate the use of a computer is different than a ca would a ca could demonstrate it and it's it's understood within 30 seconds if i do it it's like are you sure is there something you're not you know so mm-hmm. yeah 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 for sure there's that different kind of, yeah, I feel like there's a different kind of exchange, right? When a CA is working with a student, because I feel like sometimes students may be a little bit intimidated when they talk to a librarian or a library staff member. Um, And, but when it's like, you know, a a student or someone that's in their class or something like that, it's a very different kind of feel. And, and I feel like you learn a little bit differently, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Okay, um, now that you've talked about your favorite parts of the jobs, uh, or the job rather, like, um, w- what are some challenges that you all encounter uh, at the library? I think a challenge, one challenging thing about my work at the library is that in many ways, I'm dealing with students who have never set foot in a library before. Mm, yeah. 
and sometimes they don't know how it works and they have an expectation for how things go or you know sometimes if they're having a bad day it's very they can be difficult Mm -hmm. you know and you have to really know how to speak to them because their issue isn't always with you but you're the closest outlet they have to relieve that pressure that they're feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Another challenging thing I, I have, I find that I have to navigate sometimes it's the bureaucracy, you know, because the bureaucracy is, and I I don't want to say the CUNY bureaucracy is that sometimes we want to be able to do things instantaneously Mm -hmm. But we, it takes time. Yeah. You know, so if I put in a, if I put in a work order, for example, to fix something, that doesn't mean it's going to get done immediately. If there are lights missing, it could be depending on, if there's a supply chain issue, we might not get bulbs. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's something we have to deal with. You know, there, there are limits. I think the challenging thing about my job to sum it all up is that sometimes there are limits beyond your control or my control. Mm-hmm. But the work still needs to get done. Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel yeah. like, you know, those challenges are kind of unfortunately built in into the bureaucracy, right? Like um, there, there are different, mm-hmm. definitely barriers there. Um, how about you, Murphy? Yeah. Um, I guess um, I agree with Andrew about um, bureaucracy, like getting books when it's midterms. It would have been, mm-hmm. there, were, there were semesters when we got books trying to get them ready in time for the beginning of the semester. Um, Students will come in and have their syllabus already and want to get a start, you know, get a head start on the semester. And it's certainly not the case this semester. Um, um, I can't really, um, I can't really, something that I don't like is doing deletions, but you said something that's challenging. I, I, um, that's not really challenge, that's really repetitive. I just don't, I don't like it, but, um, but something that's challenging, I'll be candid, I'll, um, I don't, I like that we all have a similar title and we all have similar, um, say, and similar response, some, well, maybe not similar responsibilities. I don't like competitive environment, very corporate, oh, I don't, well, this is something I like, actually. I don't, um, I think it seems a little bit more business-like than when I first came. It's it's something that's fine. I understand we're supposed to be preparing students for the business world. Um, mm-hmm. it's, um, I kind of like the atmosphere when I first came. It was a little bit um, more low-key. So that's um, something that's a, maybe a challenge for me that I have to get my head more into a business mode. But um, that's a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. That's a that's something I, I I think about a lot too because we have CAs. Some of them have never had jobs before, mm-hmm. and it's our job. I personally see it as our job to prepare them yeah. for what they're going to face outside. Because the reality mm-hmm. is, not every place is going to be mm-hmm. here. You know, it it you get comfortable, and then you go to an, you go someplace, and it's like oh yeah, you know, we have these things that you've got to do and you've got to be on time and you've got to, you've got to 
be able to roll with the punches and figure it figure it out Mm -hmm. because the reality is the world as much you know i i hate competition but i would rather educate you about the competition that you may face than send you out there without knowing or even conceptualizing the idea that competition is part of the world yeah yeah I, i think that's um really important for our students because you're right i feel like the library especially our library um is very collaborative and we all uh, get along together. And of course, like we collaborate with students as well. And, but, you know, it's, it's important for our college assistants who, if this is their, their first job, that it, not all work environments are like this at all, right? It, it can be very competitive, like Marcy had, had mentioned. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word competitive to describe our library at all. We're very collaborative here, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so um, what are some things that you'd like to see at the library? I, I, I know you all have mentioned like the archives and, and, and books, but I mean like, and it, it doesn't have to be like collections either. It could be pretty much anything. So what are some other things that you'd like to see at the library? Well, um, training, so professional development training, and maybe more training, but you mean like things that we have that I'm interested to see? Yeah, anything that you could you could think of. I mean, like I think professional development training is yeah really important for sure. Yeah, but I mean, it could. Um, I'll open up the question to you know to anything. I definitely, um, I definitely do not take advantage of the multimedia enough. I love music. I love uh, not as much, but movies. I know some people love movies and shows. I love music. I definitely do not take advantage enough. Of, I think we can borrow music and we can borrow movies. And I definitely would like to do more of that. And that kept me going during the pandemic. Lots of, uh, lots of media, <laughs> definitely, especially during, especially during the pandemic. I had always had, I always have music on anyway but i was finding i was on youtube i was on twitch i was like any um and i'm open to learning about things that the library has that maybe i don't know about um as andrea mentioned we have a lot of historic um i think i think yes we were discarding some american history and i found it very moving um accounts that people had written where you where you think like things just happened in history, people were very aware of what they were doing in history. They were very um, aware of uh, the people they were, you know, in contact with and things that they were doing. I, I find the history very, in- histor- historical things very interesting. Yes, I think we were discarding those things. Um, but I, I think multimedia would be something, and the streaming movies, something that I don't, you know, use that I would be interested to. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we uh, what I've been trying to do is open up the the vinyl collection because we have, I think we have the second biggest vinyl collection at CUNY. Um, but I really want our students to um, to use those those LPs and the vinyl records. And uh, I've been trying to get it set up so we can loan out turntables and they can t- check those out and take them home. And I know that um, the public libraries at Brooklyn Public, they have also opened up their vinyl collections and and um, folks can go over there and borrow records as well. 
okay, so for me, what I would like to see at the library, <sighs> I could be here all day with that. <laughs> sure. I will. I would love for us to update our signage mm. because I'm a huge fan of Mark Aaron Polger. Mm-hmm. And his work with wayfinding and UX, specifically within the confines of an academic library. And I think for his his viewpoint is about intuitive signage, not necessarily hovering signage. So not a sign on every single desk, hmm. but a general standpoint that says, these are the rules, you're adults, we trust you to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Another thing I'd like to see at the library is more cross-collaboration. You know, I'd, I'd really like to see us do collaborations with the hospitality department or the architecture department or the theater department. Departments that you wouldn't necessarily think have a communication with the library. I mean, of course they communicate with us in terms of access services and making sure we have books for students, but I would love to see how, for example, I know that some libraries loan baking equipment. Mm. You mm-hmm. know, that would be cool. I don't know how we would work out the mechanics of <laughs> that, but collaborate, more wayfinding, updated wayfinding signage as well as more collaborate more cross collaborations with different departments with unusual departments yeah yeah no i i think that's a um, a great suggestion i know that um something i've been doing that's going to be new i think probably next either next fall or maybe the summer is that we're starting a, a board game collection um because Ooh. you know one of the faculty members at entertainment tech had asked me if we had thought about doing that. And um, that's something I'm, I'm personally interested in. Um, so I think we're going to have a board game and maybe even a possibly a, a video game collection happening here soon, since they have a game design um, program um, here at city tech. So, yeah, I think that collaboration is, is sort of happening. Um, but uh, yeah, more of it. I, I think that would be, that would be beneficial for everyone and, and makes the college you know, um, in a, a better place in a lot of ways, right? Um, Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so um, what's some advice that every City Tech student should know when they're visiting a library? Our library is organized by a call system. If we were to alphabetize books, you would never find them. <laughs> Do you get a lot of questions about that? That Yes, mm. that's like the number one question we get. Oh, for example, this is how a typical day. Hi, I need to take this book out. Good afternoon. How can I help you? I need to take this book out. Then it's okay. Then I ask, do you have the call number? They're like, uh, I have the title or the ISBN I said no darling I need the call number they're like why is that I said well our library is organized by a call number system from the Library of Congress which categorizes each subject with its own number 
This makes it easier for you to find so you're not running up and down the place like a mad chicken. <laughs> I give at least one version of this spiel every day. Mm-hmm. So our library materials are organized by call systems. Also, silent a silent floor means a silent floor. Yeah. Yeah, those two things. That's, that's pretty good advice. Uh, how, how about you, Marcy? What are some um, advice that you'd like to give students? I'm, I'm on the. Uh, I'm back to um, preparing. Uh, not. I'm preparing people for a business environment. Um, come to. Sometimes I don't know if it's something about me or. Uh, um, or people will say like my. I'm. I'm not being judgy, but people will say my class started. Should I go upstairs? And yes, you, you should you should come early. You should go to class. You should join your class. When yeah, you that's can. a good point. And I'm going to be completely honest. And people tell me, don't be the bad example. But when I was in school, I didn't I did not do these things. And I'm doing them now. And do them while you're young. Do them. Be, be a reliable, responsible person and prepare yourself. It's it's you know, it's um, it is a great city tech and it and some people are going to go on to places that are more corporate and you know and you should go in there strong you should go in there doing everything that you're going to have to learn things you're going to have to experience things go in there as strong as you can so that's my spiel you know i th- i think that's really important advice for sure yeah because um yeah i i think um it's it's very easy um to not be responsible. Um, but then once you are, I feel like it makes everything else easier, if that kind of makes sense, right? <laughs> but I think that's really good advice from from both of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so like n- now that we've, you know, talked about those sort of things, um, let's talk about something more fun. Like, uh, what, what are you all currently reading? Or watching or listening to? I have this... I'm okay. sorry. I'll, so I'll go first because it's really quick because I'm terrible at with picking up books and not uh, finishing them. There's a book. He's a DJ. He he. Um, which his name is Richard Blade. He also writes fiction, and the book is called World in My Eyes, and it's just about him coming up as a DJ. And I started it and I put it down, and I'm and I I have to compliment Andrea because she's given me so many. Um, different great book recommendations and I have some of them in the house now and I'm terrible about reading and I um, uh, and so I do plan to get to them so that's uh, I'm terrible about getting through my book but that's the book that I'm currently trying to get what what kind of DJ is he Um, I'm stuck in the 80s it's he came up in the 80s and he's a DJ oh I'm sorry I didn't explain uh what I was talking about, he um, there's a, I have Sirius XM satellite radio, and mm-hmm. um, he plays eighty. There's there's like seventies on seven, eighties on eight, and he's a uh, he plays um. There's a station called First Wave, which is pretty much classic eighties yeah. music, and mm-hmm. he plays eighties music, with Duran Duran and stuff like that. So that I'm kind of I went to college in the eighties. I went to Brooklyn College in the eighties, and I'm kind of still part of me still there so and so that's what that's he talks about um i mean 
he he's he's a DJ and he talks about um, how he started out in a small town, a, a poor small town in England, and he mm. was great at what he did, and that was a call for what he did, and how he became like a famous DJ. Like if you like that kind of thing, you would have heard of him. So uh, it's interesting to me how he became a famous DJ in his circles. That's great. Yeah, my parents, they have a Sirius XM radio station and I listen to that first wave radio station when I'm when I'm visiting them. And yeah, I remember, uh, I don't know if this is the same DJ, but they play a lot of like The Cure and mm-hmm. Susie Franchise and Duran Duran and um, That's so, I used to listen to that. Sorry, I used to listen to lately. Um, uh, lately, I um, it was a little bit on the dark wave side for me. So I've been listening to there's a station called Holly that plays holiday music. Maybe it's a little soon, but I've been listening to holiday music right now. But I that's the music that's in my, I don't know, in my blood or something. I I that's my favorite kind of music that I listen to. And it's strange because it makes me happy. It's 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 kind of intense, but it makes me happy. No, uh, I, I know what you mean. As someone that listens to a lot of Heavy metal and, and punk rock, I, I completely agree. <laughs> Sometimes the words just speak to me. It's kind of like poetry, like romantic poetry. I don't know. It's something about it, like the words, you know, um, it, like it's hard, but I'm doing it. <laughs> I don't know. Some Somehow the words speak to me in some of the songs or the, and the music. It's kind of moody. There's, but um, some of it, not, the, not, not anything I would not like any... Um, Anything that's um, it's um, kind of tongue in. I like the things that are kind of tongue in cheek, where um, like, oh yeah, the world's horrible, but it's beautiful, kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I, I'm. Sh- I mean, I'm sure I speak for everyone uh, that I know. Um, not anything hateful or anything destructive or anything like that. But yeah. but I like the tongue in cheek part of it, where. Like everything's awful, but it's beautiful kind of thing. Like that's the kind of thing that I like. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Okay, I for me, I read several books a day. I have different books depending on where I am at different points of the day. Oh, oh, so, okay. yeah, it's besides my grad school reading, because. In grad school, you never not you're never there's never not reading to be done. Yeah. One book I'm reading right now is called The Psychology of Money mm. by Morgan Housel. That's a really good book. You know, a lot of people read books about financial management and 99% of them talk about it from a money standpoint, from a, a numbers standpoint. So plugging in numbers and doing all these charts and then it doesn't work. Whereas Morgan Housel did a report a few years ago on, I think, what is it, the 20th habits that wealthy people do or something? I might be wrong. But anyway, he did this report, and then he expanded the report into a book. And his goal, he doesn't care if you read the whole book, but it talks about lessons. And he talks about money from a psychological standpoint, which is, like, mind-blowing. Another book I'm reading is The Way by Jose Maria Escrivá, which, you know, it's just like meditations, things like that. Another book I'm reading besides that is Editor-in-Chic 
by Mickey Taylor. He was a beauty editor at Essence Magazine for many years, especially during what, during my high school era. That's like the magazine that really defined me. Mm. So I'm a huge magazine junkie, and my best friend was a magazine journalist for years. So that's great. I pick her brain all the time. In regards to music, I I don't know. Music is hard. I was a trained classically trained singer, so wow. I how I view music is very different. There, there's music I listen to depending on what mood I'm in. If I'm studying, I can't have music with lyrics because it's a distraction from processing any classical music or John Williams writes some really good music. Mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost, the Raiders of the Lost Ark soundtrack, if I want to get serious work done, is perfect. Okay. If I'm work if I'm working out, depending on my workout, for some reason weightlifting, I like 90s 90s hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like the the heyday of 90s hip hop, like Jay-Z, Sean Carter, mm-hmm. Hard Knock Life Volume 2. Illmatic, Nas, mm-hmm. yeah, I like I like my hardcore because when you're doing that last rep, it's like, ah, oh, something has to get you through it when endurance leaves. You know, I know um, what you mean. Like uh, when I was in uh, library school in Indiana, uh, when me me and my one of my roommates we used to play chess all the time, almost like every day, but we'd always listen to Nas, like Illmatic, while playing chess, mm-hmm. and. Now, whenever I hear that record, I just think of playing chess. <laughs> Eminem makes the Eminem is for when I'm at that last rep and I'm I'm suddenly being given five more after doing 20 reps. And it's like, without me, it's like, but yeah, so those are some things. And in terms of movies, Right now, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Black Panther too. Oh yeah, although Black Black Adam was good. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, Black Adam was really good. My fiance and I went to see Black Adam. We're big movie geeks, so we go to Nighthawk a lot because mm. Nighthawk is like the the movie theater where you can get dinner and alcohol mm-hmm. <laughs> near Prospect Park. Mm-hmm. We saw Black Adam, and next up on the queue is yeah, Wakanda Forever, but. At home, I like to watch Hallmark Mysteries. Oh, that's great. I love mysteries. I love Agatha Christie movies. I love Agatha Christie books. I'm a mystery fan. My late uncle who passed away in March was the one who got me into the British mysteries because nobody does a murder mystery like the Brits. That's true. Nobody. (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) And he got me into them. We would sit and watch midsummer murders all the good ones frankie drake right now I'm watching the scarlet and the duke and my final plug from netflix besides enola holmes i'm a huge enola holmes fan hmm. is warrior nun oh right it's like the second season now right warrior mm-hmm. nun <laughs> if you have not seen warrior nun you need to watch Warrior Nun because it's it's so good. It is so unabashedly good. And everyone I tell about it, they're like, yeah, we're we're addicted. Except my cousin, because she she saw the tar masks and she kind of went crazy. Mm. Just like, no, it's done. <laughs> yeah, I haven't started the Warrior Nun series. I remember when it was released, but uh 
I've put it on my list, but I just, I haven't gotten around to it, but yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, I also enjoy um, seeing films at Nighthawk and um, the Alamo, which is pretty close to our campus as well. Yeah. Alamo draft house. Haven't been there yet. Yeah. That's, Need yeah, to. that's a, that's a great theater. And they also like serve um, drinks and dinner and um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for like being on the episode is do you all have like any final thoughts or anything like that 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 you want to let our listeners know and if not that's also totally fine too oh i want to say something i think the library is for everyone it's not just for students or faculty who need books for their latest research project it's for the custodial worker who wants to learn how to cook something new it's for the public safety officer who wants to find esoteric Werner Herzog movies. It's for the assistant in the provost's office who needs a book for their kids' homework. You know, we're for everybody. And I think we, we are open to all, for all, by all. It's really great. How about you, Marcy? Do you have any final words? I think um, I think Andrew really said it very well. Um, I I said everything that I wanted to say during the podcast. I think Andrew said it really added a lot. That um, to me, City Tech and the library is like a microcosm of the way things should be. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a place that's for everybody. I think that really. I think that. Um, I'm going to agree with what Andrew said. I, I don't have anything else to add. Okay. Well, great. Thank, thank you both uh, again for um, being our special guests on this episode. And uh, for those listening, you know, um, be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and stay tuned for the next episode.